0: Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast.
1: I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Saturday, January 20th, 2024, and we're going to be chatting about the movies coming up the week of January 26th. Big week too I mean
0: it's always a big week I say that But like It is a big week It always I like not looking at a time Because you know It always is more surprising But like Last week's Or maybe it was two weeks ago I was just listening to The, the Greg Sestero uh, podcast That we did And it was like Non-stop bangers Like everything you announce It's always fun Like not knowing Because you're like Oh my god Every single one was, I've heard of First of all And
1: is amazing So I went yesterday To get a tattoo What? what? Yep That's insane I was taking a sip of tea And you shocked <laughs> me so tape. much With that And recently I heard somebody say, and I think they took the quote and kind of jokingly twisted it of, if you find something that you love, and that is your job you're cursed with doing it every day of your life and you never work a day in your life or something yeah is that, like,
0: that's a different expression i guess
1: yeah but. or it's like if you find something you love you will work every day of your life <laughs> you will work because if you don't like your job say you work at walmart maybe that's not your dream job when you have the weekend off you're probably doing other things doing your hobby or doing whatever and maybe you love working at walmart too. Oh, yeah. not uh, you know just an example i have an aunt out in bc and she's worked at a grocery store forever And she loves it. Just a nice small town job. It could be good. But anyhow, it was one of those days where it was my day off. And so the first thing that happened was one of the candy bar staff members switched shifts with somebody else. And that's fine. But then that person got sick. Oh, so So, whose fault is that at that point then? Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Like Both people were just doing a normal thing. Oh, man. So then it was a two candy bar person night because we anticipated it to be busy. Okay. The other person got sick. Come on. Like totally unrelated. Totally unrelated. Okay. So that means that the two people booked were no good and you were about to call me yeah oh i got (laughs) close to like calling in the reserves oh my god so texted christy who's usually great to come in at the last minute she was in a car about to cross the border into the states going to vermont to go skiing for the weekend Jesus. so she was out and then a couple of our other candy bar employees just they booked the night off everyone had booked the night off who wasn't booked to work So then I just hope for the best, and I asked a couple people who had booked the night off. So Ben was able to come in. His plans had changed. Nice. Lifesaver. Ben came through. And then Ava, who had booked the night off, ended up she just needed the later night off. Ah. So she was able to come in for the matinee and the 6.30 show. Three-hour special sort of thing. And it all worked out fine. You never wish for a movie to do not well, but I was like, oh, I hope the 9.30 show just doesn't do... 200 people because we've only got two people on hand <laughs> and it ended up being 68 people 133 people and 30 people oh. so it worked out just fine wow or er, ish i mean yeah financially yeah yeah you would like that to be higher but for ben i'm sure he was happy not to have 133 people by himself and those numbers that was for the second week of the holdovers and boy and the heron so both okay. of those still doing well that's good but it was just one of those days where and then my tattoo appointment was at 11, got pushed back till noon just because my tattooing pal was running late and had a headache and wanted to kind of feel better. And he was like, I don't want to cancel on Josh. And But he's also like, I can't deal with him right now. Exactly and it was like, now. no. The poor bastard, it was like a real headache. One of these, like, <laughs> you know, like a migraine, can't stand up. You used to people canceling on you for headaches? And well, you're you know, like, okay, like- well, this one was real at least. <laughs> headaches are a sliding scale. It could be like, oh, I have a light headache. I'm yeah. going to take a pill and move on with my day. But yeah. So that got pushed back till noon. And I was just like, I want to get this figured out before I'm in immeasurable amounts of pain laying on a chair where was it like leg or arm or chest oh is that worse it's the worst okay just checking on a sliding scale of it all being bad yeah it's bad yeah and it's funny though because when you're doing it it's hard to explain to anyone who doesn't have any but it's horrible amounts of pain but you're kind of zen painting your way through it like leave your body situation yeah and you kind of you know if you wanted to say stop it would stop Whereas if you were falling down a flight of stairs, you're falling down a flight of stairs. But if you stop midway through, like you're going to have to finish. Someday. Yeah. (laughs) And Rob, my tattoo pal, he was like, oh, your left arm wants to punch me because I was laying down kind of like dentist chair style. Yeah. And you just you just tense up. And then as soon as he stops to kind of reload or take a look at it, your whole body goes like ah <laughs> thank
0: god that's over
1: yeah and you're like oh wait there's more and you kind of lose sense of passage of time where you're like okay we're done what that was 10 minutes oh man <laughs> so anyhow i got it all out of the way before the tattoo and as a side story to that one of his comrades there at another tattoo bench was a young woman who was a super mayfair fan Ooh. and it was such a nice ego boost because She was talking about the Mayfair and Rob points at me and goes, he's one of the owners of the Mayfair. And she proceeded to say that nicest of things of she loves going to a movie, just not knowing anything about it. Nice. But she trusts in us that it's going to be a good movie. (laughs) Well, so did that guy who came to the Breen movie. that Yeah. And then then you're like, (laughs) that works most of the time. But then every once in a while someone comes to Big Shark or a Breen movie and is like, why'd you guys do this to me? But it's just such a nice ego boost.
0: The Breen guy forgave us, though, at least. like He did, he did come back. I was going to say a real movie. That's mean. No, like a more prestige-type film. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> but it's just nice because, you know, I'm sure whatever your job, but especially if it's your job that's a small business-type thing, it's just nice when you're like, oh, people do like us.
0: Yeah. Did you mention the podcast, importantly? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Perfect, perfect.
1: And... She said she's getting married sooner or later. Okay. She was pregnant at the moment, so she's oh, like, geez. she's like, I want to get this out of the way and then concentrate on a wedding. Wow. And I told her about how Gwen and I got married here and how we do weddings every so often and kind of the, you know, we don't have space for a dinner, but you could bring in snacks <laughs> or you can get a liquor license, bring in some champagne or whatever. You could do a potluck
0: dinner, but people probably won't be doing that. <laughs> yeah, but I said
1: I said what we did was get married here, do fun stuff with the, do a slideshow sure. or do stuff like that. We bowling maybe. Yeah, something like that. and then we went to targ and she thought uh, that was awesome that's actually right yeah. that's where we did all of our food stuff but uh yeah so it was nice meeting a, a mayfair patron who said nice things about us damn and, and it made me think like i don't even know if you would know the answer to this has anyone ever taken like a
0: sleeping pill before a tattoo and then like I is are you a, can you do that like is that, is that allowed do you need to be awake for that because i'm thinking if, if they're doing your chest and he's just
1: going to town that would be, do too you need bad. To be awake like if they're doing like your leg or something where you might have to like move positions every once in a while or i just yeah i just wonder if that is even
0: allowed like if you give consent (laughs) that you're like i trust that you're gonna pull this off it's fine i just don't want to be awake for this yeah i don't know something to think about
1: (laughs) and my tattoo guy who's a big tough tattoo fella uh, but the nicest guy probably nicest guy which you learn like it's you hear that about horror movie filmmakers or punk rock bands that they're very very nice so he's a you know you could see the tattoos like on the back of his neck and you know he's he's all covered and he said he just got something on his back. And he said he was ashamed of himself because he was like, how much it hurt, how much he was flinching. <laughs> my biggest compliment was years back when I was getting my first tattoo. Little cowardly geeky me. The big tattoo guys were like, oh, that's your first one? Oh, you did a good job. You didn't panic. You didn't burst into tears. Oh, man. They're just like big brothers for you. <laughs> they were so nice. Yeah. And and it's uh, so and the modern tattoo parlor is very different. Where you see that grindhouse movie cliche of right. like a back alley dirty <laughs> kind of thing. Looks like something like where the Joker got his makeup dirty done in that scene in Batman, you know? Pretty much. Basement somewhere, yeah. But it's so clean and modern and nice and... Sterilized. Oh, yeah, for (laughs) sure. And, And they're really smart. What I thought was really interesting is how modern technology... So he's doing, we went over a bunch of ideas and he was looking at the final piece and just how it's all like Photoshop on a tablet. Yeah. And he's able to like make this a little bigger or increase the thickness of the line. Or Mm. My new tattoo is this Star Wars character called Morai and it's an owl. It's kind of like the totem character for uh, Ahsoka Mm -hmm. Tano. I, is it in the show? It's in the cartoon and very briefly in the live action okay. show. So
0: in theory, I've seen it, but now, you know what? I'm thinking of the, uh, is it Clash of the Titans with the owl, the mechanical owl?
1: No, it's a, it's a, the only I, thing I know it's not the
0: same character, obviously, but that's that what
1: differentiates <laughs> it as a Earth owl is it has a tail, has a long tail. Okay. And I got the kind of Clone Wars cartoony version. All right. It's all covered up now, but. I'm um, not going to ask to see your chest, obviously. Yeah, like, I'm just I'll wear a button up shirt sometime. I have to show it off to Lee. So <laughs> Lee a thinks vest I'm cool. Or something yeah, like... but that's fascinating to me that once upon a time it would be like being in an art class in the 80s. You'd have to, like, you know, bring in magazine clippings yeah. and research. And now he could type in. Star Wars, the name of the character, find a bunch of different examples, find an example that's in a statue, find an example that's on a comic book cover, Hmm. and increase the perspective on one of the wings, because she's, like, flying, so you can see that one wing is bigger. I just fascinated how quick that was, and it made me think about the Mayfair, how, like, when we do a weekly flyer, like, Mm -hmm. we don't do a monthly one for years and years and years, but once upon a time, it was literal cut and paste, like, cutting and pasting Home Alone out of the little font and sticking it on a thing and then sticking on 630 and how much more work all that was yeah and you needed all the material looks so good though Oh, yeah. It's easier to compliment it now that you don't have to do it. (laughs) And I like the old ones from like the 80s and 90s where you could see like the photocopy of the lines around (laughs) the buckaroo bonsai. You know, you could see where they cut it from a different source. I probably never would have thought of that at the time. You're just sort of like, oh, neat, this folds out and it has pictures. (laughs) And I don't know. I got to ask somebody. Marcus might know this because he's been around the longest. How big the working blank flyer was yeah like i don't think it was the same size as the one you would magnet to your fridge mm-hmm. i imagine it was twice the size three yeah. times the size that makes sense
0: like you know i mean the scope of things is so weird like even uh just uh, map paintings or something like that back in the day you know, yeah just like i really i guess i have no idea of the concept of how these things work
1: i love when you see a matte painting and it's just 30 feet across yeah
0: yeah it's crazy some of the uh i mean the opposite of that too like with the miniatures and stuff, obviously i'm thinking of star wars mainly right yeah. now but But, like, the miniatures and stuff like that where you, like, see just a guy standing on the set or whatever you want to
1: call it. And it's all tiny and he's huge. And you're like,
0: what? (laughs) Like,
1: that's Hoth, but he's huge. I remember being a kid and seeing probably the first example I saw of stop motion animation because this was well before DVD bonus features and stuff. But somewhere I got... It might have been like a cereal box send away, a uh, behind the scenes of Return of the Jedi. Okay, and it was hosted by Billy D. Williams. Oh, so it was like a VHS. Or? Yeah, VHS. Okay. I think maybe half an hour. I don't know if it was ever televised. Maybe it was as like as a as a preview kind of thing. Yeah, but I remember seeing the stop motion. Of an ATST chicken walker on Endor, the little two legged Mm adats and just being, you know, whatever, six years old and going like, oh wow. And how (laughs) you know, or the Rancor. Yeah, yeah. I've ever seen that too. And the Rancor is pretty big, but the Rancor is maybe like, God, I don't think two feet tall. Yeah. And seeing a guy take one finger and go, boop. Yeah, no, it's not. The one that
0: kills me is Empire Strikes Back when Vader's ship lands and he's walking and there's all the troops and oh, yeah, they're not real. That, like yeah, it, it, yeah. They're all painted and you, I mean, it's all around the internet or whatever. It was just like the guy like half done painting it and you're just like, your brain won't let you believe it. <laughs> it's just because I've seen that so many
1: times and, and it looks so good. I still don't believe it even though I believe it. I've said that a couple times on evil social media. I'm so sad that Twitter is a a cesspool Uh, of evil. And me. And you, yeah. (laughs) Because there's still stuff on it that I like. Like, we're just nice geeks and nerds putting up old movie clippings and movie posters and action figures and whatever. So one of these folks posted that kind of stuff. It was probably that picture of the guy painting stormtroopers. And I've said this a couple times. They're just like, that is movie magic. Oh, absolutely. Because when you're watching it, you just are like, that's 300 soldiers. And you're like, nope, paint. Yeah, and it's just,
0: you know, kind of a lost art, more or less, now, and just, I don't know. I mean, which is fine. I mean, a lot of the modern tricks are just as interesting in different oh, ways, yeah. you know, so...
1: Well, like, the digital magic tricks that I believe were introduced on Mandalorian, but will make their way out to movies. Mm-hmm. But the volume, where it's them standing on a small set, but it's surrounded by... They use video game technology to, like, make the backgrounds move with the actors or the camera. Huh. And there's sometimes I'm watching it, I cannot tell if they're in a desert or on a set. Yeah. And most of the time they're on a set. And it's just, they've got the cinematography down and the lighting down. Yeah. So that is magic in itself, because it's somebody walking around a big, empty, boring hangar of a studio, but it looks like they're outside.
0: Lord of the Rings is another one I think of, where just like yeah, the, the mix of practical and unpractical, which is not the correct term, but it sounds fun. Yeah, and just, <laughs> you know, and even just like having smaller, you know, stand-ins and pulling the camera back, or like forced perspective, or having you know yeah. Ian McKellen sitting behind them, but it looks like he's sitting next to them. Stuff like that is just to me and you, obviously, it's fascinating. But the brilliance is that you just never think
1: about. It. It. i love the simple movie magic of it was used a lot in westerns uh-huh. where a stunt person would be riding a horse or would be shot and fall off of a roof and fall behind something else fall behind some hay bales or something <laughs> and then back there would be the actor in the same costume and so stunt person would fall down off a roof splat and then the actor would walk out and that <laughs> simple movie magic is yeah. so good and must have <laughs> Completely trick
0: people who weren't looking for tricks back in the day. Yeah, no. All that stuff is... I mean, if we had Leon right now. He would talk for three hours. Oh, God, about yeah. That stuff. But, like, no, it is... I mean, that's... We kind of joke
1: about the magic of cinema, but it really is that kind of stuff. I heard some actor recently talking about it of how silly it is that after over 100 years, we still go to the movies. <laughs> because we all know. We all know it's a trick. Yeah. We all know it's actors. We all know that that's not really Godzilla on screen. But it really says something that we are drawn into that magic. Yeah. And that's still amazing that we haven't gotten too jaded mm-hmm. to be like, ah, that's not real.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think it helps a little bit when you have stuff like Free Solo or stuff that's like real. Oh, God. And it's just as tense as yeah. any scene that's been
1: filmed, you know. I knew that that guy lived, spoiler <laughs> alert, because I saw him on, I believe it was Colbert, talking about the book and movie. Yeah. And watching that movie, oh my
0: God, it was still so stressful. No, there's just certain things where I'm like, I can tell you with 100% certainty, I will never in my life ever do that. That is probably top of the list yeah or swimming with sharks like because i'm like scared but also fascinated by sharks like that's always been my thing like i love i love sharks you know dinosaurs alligators all stuff like that you know with stuff that could quite easily kill me dinosaurs not so much i think i might i might be okay now but but the rest of them like that, that was a thing for me like i was like sharks are like it's a dichotomy you know it's like my biggest fear maybe but not really because i'm not around sharks but also i'm just like they're dinosaurs they're crazy they're so fascinating
1: oh yeah but i'm not gonna go swimming with them
0: <laughs> like that's cool and i respect people who can but i'm like no we're not gonna be confronting that
1: (laughs) yeah okay so let us hop in and chat about a whole bunch of movies that we have screening the week of friday january 26th heavy hitters coming up so first up we have monster from japanese filmmaker hirokazu korida nailed it he did a couple movies that we've screened in the last few years one called shoplifters and one called broker one is about a family of shoplifters one is about a group of people that kind of Steal babies? Black market babies. Oh god.
0: Yeah. Wait, so they're both shoplifty movies? Yeah, they don't like (laughs) steal
1: babies, but they'll they will like pay a lady to have a kid and then buy the baby from them. Uh, So
0: it's like a a surrogate payment. Yeah, like an under the table surrogate kind of thing. Gotcha. Black market surrogacy.
1: Oh, we're so good. And this one, Monster, is about a mother demanding answers from a teacher when her son begins acting strangely. And I think it's told through three different perspectives and is, uh, a really neat, like, twist reveal thriller. But it's not, like, the same thing from three different perspectives.
0: It's just, like, one story through. Yeah. Through. It's not like Rashomon or something. No. Or like... yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but, so, yeah, so that's a Japanese film. Looking forward to that. Yeah, no, it's getting great reviews. Then another film that has a lot of buzz is The Iron Claw. Oh, boy.
0: I am hyped for that. Although, apparently, it's quite heavy, but yeah. amazing. Supposedly, it's, like, uh, you know, epic greek tragedy yeah but about wrestling and real like i yeah. mean I, I, and I, it's just and it's supposedly like they cut some heavy stuff out of the or sorry not so much cut up but didn't film like right some real life stuff because they were like that's that's oh, just God. too much <laughs> like literally like there was a death or whatever that they didn't put in because right. they were like this is just too much so i can only imagine <laughs> how much the original the movie is itself you know
1: yeah and it's got a lot of hype because kind of one-time teen heartthrob Zac Efron is in it. Uh, yeah, and, his and he's best like three roles. times
0: his size. No, it's great. And uh, and the guy from the Bear, G- oh, Jeremy, yeah, yeah.
1: Some- Jeremy Allen, or I don't know. But- and it's uh, got a lot of five-star reviews out there. National Board of Review Best Ensemble Award winner, and it's funny because I was a kid of the '80s, so I was a kid of just the highlight of cartoony wrestling, like mm. Hulk Hogan and the undertaker and macho man yeah that's when i watched and then you watch some documentaries about it and you feel bad and you see some brilliant performer like rowdy roddy piper being self-deprecating and and morbid and being like oh, i'm gonna be lucky to make it to 60 yeah and then i don't think he made it to 60 no and, and he was a really uh, smart guy like i was watching a clip with him
0: they were it was him and a couple other roasters on bill maher who I don't really watch, but anyway, yeah. and it was, it's he's really quite eloquent and like a smart guy. Like he kind of you know uh, people kind of thought of him as a joke at times. Yeah, but like he was straight up and like just just very uh, real. And it's it's interesting like these people who've gone through so much physical trauma. Oh and, yeah, and and yet they're a punchline to most people.
1: And you hope it's better now. Yeah, but especially in like the the seventies and eighties, I just imagine it being traveling on buses and yeah. not having proper medical attention uh, and if any and even though it is quote unquote fake you're still throwing people out of rings and yeah. hitting people with chairs and you know it's so it's it's fascinating so this is supposed to be a just a real interesting look behind the scenes of wrestling of that i think slightly pre-hulk hogan era
0: yeah and, and i absolutely think this will be up for oscars yeah so. yeah so
1: so then a couple of our Cult Classics Return, The Rocky Horror Picture Show, mm. and Saturday Night Cinema. Back to back. One on Friday, one on Saturday.
0: Amazing. Yeah, and there's another, there's an incredible triple bill Saturday night. Uh, yeah. I, I won't spoil it yet because you're, <laughs> you haven't said the third movie. But but that, and actually, this is an amazing week for doubles and triple bills. None of them real. You still have to pay
1: for each movie. But yes. Like, I was shocked at uh, all the amount of stuff that we're getting. So I'll mention that other one. On Saturday night, you can catch. Godzilla minus one, enter the drag dragons first anniversary. Huge. And then cinema. Yeah. Like and that's <laughs> that's, that's an incredible
0: triple bill. And there's there's a private rental for the first show of the day. So you can't come to that one. But no. But still the rest of it, and actually that's my friend's birthday, oh. uh, January 27th, and so he is a huge Godzilla fan, and I was like, oh my god, we're getting it on the day, and he's like, yeah, maybe we'll just hang out at my place. Oh, and what? So I was like, I'm no. like, okay, we can do whatever you want, it's your birthday, like he's the biggest Godzilla fan I know, and I'm just, I'm like, sh- I'm trying not to project but I'm like, shy. I'm like, you can see the I'm gonna say possibly best reviewed Godzilla movie of all time. I think so. On your birthday, yeah. And you're the Mister Godzilla, and it's at six thirty, I believe. So it's not even like an you know late yeah, night or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I don't know. I'm g- probably gonna have to come and see that
1: alone, <laughs> not with my friend. Well, and we are thrilled. Sadly, it's a really heavy week. This happens sometimes, but we have it for four screenings. On another week, we might have it for one or two more. But we have the color edition on the 27th and the 30th. And then, what I just read today, really catchy title, Godzilla Minus One Minus Color, yeah. is on the 29th and the 31st. Which
0: is, I learned this on the bus ride in, that is earlier than the U.S. release. Take that! It has not come out till February 1st in the U.S. Sweet! So, anybody listening to this, like you can come out and see it for the first time maybe not in the world. I imagine it probably played overseas but yeah we'll see
1: uh, I want to see it twice I'm gonna do my best to come see it twice
0: and, uh, and I was gonna uh, share the article um, on the on our Facebook page but I was reading about the differences like they didn't just like click black and white and that's exactly. it. they yeah. actually changed some of the the shading and stuff like
1: that you know so it is it is a different movie essentially oh, I'm looking so forward to it and there's something about it that because the CG is in black and white, and CG didn't happen in black and white. Yeah. It makes it look more like a practical effect, like a person in a suit almost.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it was somewhat, not quite the same thing, but when the Mists uh, did a black and white version yeah. for the Blu ray, uh, which was quite good. And I mean, there's one or two scenes where you're just like, okay, I mean, that's clearly CGI and it's black and white, you know, so. Yeah. But the, the concept is awesome. And I think to do something like Godzilla that originally came out, I mean, the original in black and white is very cool. And And this, you know, has ties to the original movie, obviously.
1: Yeah, and what are the other ones? Somebody asked me, and I said, to my knowledge, I think Logan, Fury Road, did Black and White Editions. Um, Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, did Johnny Mnemonic do Yeah, of all things,
0: you would not think that.
1: And apparently, it, I mean, well, you know, <laughs> depending on your thoughts on Johnny Mnemonic, apparently it, it looks better. I read the screenplay for Johnny Mnemonic. Yeah. Back when it was more of a trend to... Published them in book form. Yeah, <laughs> and it was really good. It was really good. It was like you could see that sometimes a script just gets screwed up because yeah. of budgetary things or shooting days canceled or whatever. But uh, what was the art? parasite? I think parasite was oh, also yeah, had a that's black right, and white. That's
0: right. Yeah, it's it's neat, and you know, and it's not an overused concept like some people thought about three D, where they were literally just being like, ah, just throwing the pop up book effect. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> God, I remember it was Journey to the Center of the Earth with brandon fraser oh geez i forgot they maybe even remade the first that <laughs> one that they were like 3d it's yeah. back and you went to see it and it was hilarious because there was so many scenes that was just like somebody taking out a measuring tape or somebody poking a pencil at you and going like what do you mean and yeah. it just like, there was nothing that moved the plot along it was all just gimmick whereas sometimes you do see like a pixar movie and it's like you know an alien world or clouds or like and, and it actually yeah. was part of the storytelling mm-hmm. but most of those 3d ones
0: uh were not you know it would be fun is, is if they did a reverso and they put out the man who wasn't there color edition oh yeah or something like that where it was released black and white and like not older movies that would just be heresy but you know
1: yeah when they did that it would look so bad it was all ted turner's fault and i remember seeing you know some classics like I don't know if they ever had the gall to do Casablanca or something, but I remember seeing like an article about it, a documentary about it, and it, they, it just didn't look good. Like yeah, everybody yeah, looked crayon. kind of pasty and yeah.
0: weird. And yeah, yeah it's, it's bad. Don't watch those.
1: Yeah. So then our double John film fest continues. Mm, yes. First, our John Cassavetes movie of the week is Love Streams, another Gina Rowlands drama. Oh, nice. About two closely bound, emotionally wounded souls. Whoa. A lot of his movies were maybe not laugh riots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so much. But I'm sure the other John movie could be. Yeah, uh, but this one got four to four stars from Roger Ebert. Oh, there you go. And then uh, our other John Film Fest movie this week is Crybaby from John Waters. There you go. I love John Waters. And Crybaby is just this great camp kind of anti-greece movie yeah i've never actually seen it I, oh, it's really I, I good
0: just know of it but that's just, it's it. like
1: it's like 1950s baltimore and the music's great yeah and uh, all of the weird john waters characters are there but it's a slightly more polished movie so it still has all those pink flamingos actors but in a movie with johnny depp when he was a teen heartthrob Yeah, i was gonna say it's a triple john fest because you get john Depp. oh as well. yeah 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 huge And then I'll just mention that we made a few announcements that people were quite excited about. We, I think since the last time, or I don't think we talked about it, but we announced that Big Shark is going monthly. Oh yeah, that's going to be big. Some people were losing their
0: minds about that. Yeah, yeah. One guy in particular, but everyone, my friends are excited too. Well, one friend.
1: You didn't see it, right? (laughs) No, no, no. So now you
0: got to come see it. Yeah, I'm I'm penciled in for February 16th, I
1: believe it was. Then we booked Casablanca for Valentine's Day. Hey, we were just talking about that. And it's then, the colorized version, I believe you said. Yeah. No, no, I swear it is not. The colorized 3D version. <laughs> it was cheaper for some reason. And then the Oscars will be on March 10th, if I remember correctly. Oh, wow, that's coming up. And the nominations get announced early, like yes. I think this Tuesday I was going to say it's got to be soon. And the Oscars are an hour earlier this year. Oh, wow. So that means... That's nuts. Usually we would have doors, red carpet stuff at 7, and then the Oscars were from like 8 to 11.30. Yeah. So this year, it'll be the Oscars start at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's awesome. Which means they start at 4 o'clock on the West Coast. But it also means you'll be out of
0: here early. So
1: theoretically, even if I think it's supposed to run from 7 to 10.30, mm. and then I read they're putting some sitcom on from 10.30 to 11 to get the Oscar bump. Oh, wow. and then so it literally has to be done. So they got to end on time. <laughs> That makes me kind of sad because somebody's going to be up there like thanking their mom and crying and will be like, play them
0: off. Oh my God. But then again, the
1: staff here are going to be like, yep, yep, good, good. I'm so curious if they actually will hit 1030 and start their sitcom on time or... Doubt it. Because usually even in the previous, like it would just go to news. Yeah. And the news would start at 1115 instead it, of 11 or
0: whatever. Or they'd be like joining a previously uh, broadcast uh, in progress.
1: I'm curious if it would ever just go to Netflix <laughs> or go to Peacock, yeah, you know?
0: Someday, probably. And then just say,
1: here you go. We're going to treat it like a three-hour concert. We're not going to have commercial breaks. If the if the speeches go long, the breaks will be, we'll show clips, like best of clips or something. That'll give people time to change the stage around. But then they don't got to worry about ending at 1030. Yeah. No, I think eventually
0: someday they're going to go that route for sure.
1: Because, yeah, because I don't even know how their ratings are. Most people don't care about behind the scenes of movies. They just yeah. want to watch movies. Yeah, yeah. But we'll see. I'm very curious to see what the nominations will be. I've seen a lot of the ones that are rumored to be in there. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I don't really care. But if someone I like gets nominated, it's all it's all nepotism and friendship. It's all like people I like, I hope, get nominated. Yeah. My wife hates behind the scenes stuff. It's like Game
0: of Thrones guy, like drinking a coffee and having a cigarette or whatever. She's like, I can't, I'm totally <laughs> taken out of this. I can't do it.
1: It's like, you know, most people are like, I like pizza. Yeah. I don't want to make a pizza.
0: Oh, I love pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating pizza after this.
1: Oh, yeah. I brought pizza, too. Oh, what?
0: I brought leftover pizza. Amazing. Hopefully not vegan pizza from Farm Boy, because uh, <laughs> they recalled that for Uh-oh. having milk in it. <laughs> no, so. no. Spoiler. What?
1: They put cow milk in it? Uh, yeah. The, oh, no. They just
0: released a recall yesterday. So, uh, vegan friends and Josh, do not buy vegan pizza from wow, Farm Boy. Wow,
1: that's going to that's be some apologies and, and uh, lawsuits, maybe. <laughs> lawsuits uh, maybe. We'll see how yeah. that goes. And on that note, we're going to wrap things up just a couple minutes early because we're going to go eat pizza and watch Silent Night. I'm excited. Then we don't got to come back tonight at 9.15 to watch it. Yeah, no, that's too much. Everyone else, do that. Do even that, though, do Even that. though you'll not hear this in time. But <laughs> yeah. still,
0: you should have done that.
1: Unless you co co-own a theater and have the insane privilege of being able to sneak in and watch it at lunchtime. Smart. Go and pay for it. We're killing it. Okay, thanks everybody. And be sure to go to MayfairTheatre.ca and all the social medias to get updates. And we'll be back next week with a Oscar edition Ooh. of the Mayfair Theatre Podcast. Can't wait for that Cage Best Actor nom. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.
0: Oh, and you'll be pleased to know that we got the guest room set up with all the Cage posters oh, yeah. just in time for my mother-in-law to sleep over tomorrow night. <laughs> so we're going to see uh, how Renfield looks when you're trying to fall asleep. <laughs>
1: It's a place where the pleasures are simple. You want to ride home with dad? We could count out-of-state license plates. Kids help their parents. He not only vacuums, he does windows. And squares get the girls. We'll get married and live in Serbia. Then came <laughs> Crybaby Walker. Yeah! Him bad hi bad girls want him worse
0: look cry baby you scorch me man
1: the only place going to sing is in jail i have told you the young lady does not like to be poor just touch me for one
0: second before i explode he's not just
1: anti-social He was born to be bad.
0: Just one night of happiness is all I ask.
1: A film by John Waters.
0: You've made me the happiest juvenile delinquent in Baltimore.